0: Well, 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 what is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to God Squad Church. Hey, my name is Pastor Susie. I have the immense honor to be the preaching pastor here at God Squad Church. And hey, we want to welcome you. Right now, do me a favor. Will you spam some hearts in the chat? Spam some hellos. I'm going to type hello in the chat to all the people in the house. We got the good old double-dub. Ethan's hanging out. Blue Eyes, Vic Sigma. Good to see you. And if you're here for the first time, I want to extend a special welcome It's an honor to have you. Hey, before we jump into the message today, I want you guys know about something that we are currently thinking through as a church leadership team. No decision has been made. This is completely right now just in the idea phase, but wanted to bring it to you. One of the things we're always trying to do here at God Squad Church is we're always trying to take feedback and literally do the best that we can to take that feedback and make changes that would make our church a church that honors God, but also a church that actually creates community and is beneficial for our people. And over the past several years, we've got kind of a consistent source of feedback from people that because of the day the week that which we have church on, for some people, that actually makes it difficult for them to attend. So here's what we want to get some feedback from you. Again, there's no decisions being made just yet. We just want to get feedback from you. We're going to put a link to a poll in the chat, and it's actually going to pop up on the screen. And we want to actually get some feedback from the community on, would it be better for your availability if we actually had church on Sunday versus church on Saturday? Now, I know this is a big change, and again, like I said, no decisions have been made yet, We just want to hear feedback. And if we get feedback from you that for everyone to like, no, Saturday is the best day, then we'll go ahead and we'll keep it Saturday. But we're just always exploring options of asking God, how can we do our best to make our community the most applicable? to our people so they can be blessed. So if you guys could, there's going to be a link in the chat. This is very, very, very important for us. We can't move forward without hearing from you. All of this is dependent on your feedback. This form will take you like literally a minute to fill out. It's got just a few questions asking you about your availability. Would Saturday or Sunday be better? And again, as soon as we guys, we hear from you, then from there, we can even think about moving forward. For now, it's just an idea. But do us a favor, if you could, fill this feedback form out. That'll help us out so much. And then we'll keep you guys updated in the weeks and months to come, depending on what decisions that we make, which is dependent on the feedback that you give us. So go ahead, fill that out. We appreciate you. That'll be a huge, huge help to us. Another thing I want to let you guys know is please be praying for me. Some of you guys may have heard, maybe not heard, But next week on Wednesday, I have the opportunity to actually be flown down to Nashville, Tennessee. We got any Tennesseers in the chat? Snoop DT and Alex, you guys in the chat right now? We have the opportunity to go down to Nashville, Tennessee, because I will actually be speaking in front of 300 of the most influential church leaders and church organizations in the United States tell them all about what we do here at God Squad Church. I've been invited to something that people are looking to pour resources into poor influence into organizations and churches that are doing something that is new and innovative. And so I have the opportunity to do that next week. So if you could be praying for me, I'm a little nervous, I'll be speaking uh, Wednesday afternoon and would appreciate your prayers for that as well. But as I've been preparing for that trip, I've been doing a lot of research and finding out that there's a lot of things about the gaming community that I already did know, but a lot of things that actually about the gaming community that kind of surprised me by a little bit, learning that obviously there are 2.8 billion gamers worldwide, that I already knew, maybe you didn't, but here's something that actually surprised me, and I wanna ask you in the chat, go ahead and type the answer to the chat, what do you think the most commonly played video game genre is? What do you think the number one played genre of video games, so not an actual game, but just the actual genre. Okay, Double Dub said FPS. Okay, Candor also said FPS, MOBA, FPS. We're getting a lot of FPSs here, Snow Katrina, MMORPG from Jim, okay. A lot of FPSs, we got some MOBAs, like League of Legends, very, very popular. And what I began to realize, I'll give you guys the actual answer in a minute. What I began to realize when studying these stats was that what I realized that my mind about the entire gaming community has been heavily influenced, obviously, by the amount of time I spend on Twitch, right? I'm a Twitch streamer, our church is on Twitch, I watch Twitch probably at least five minutes every single day of my life. And because the top categories of Twitch are mostly FPS games, League of Legends, a MOBA is at the top of that, I began to allow my mind to realize like, oh, most gamers are FPS players. That's just probably the truth, most people play FPSs. But then if you learn the truth that there are 140 million people that watch Twitch every month, out of 2.8 billion gamers. It's like, it's like this percentage. I didn't do the math, so I don't know the number, but somebody put it in the chat. Do the math, figure the number. It's a very, very small percentage of the amount of gamers in the world that actually watch Twitch on a monthly basis. And as I begin to do the research of what the most commonly typed, uh, commonly played genre is, it's actually single player games. Single player games, games like action RPGs, are the number one most played, and like by a significant amount. It didn't. It didn't beat FPSs by like two percent. FPSs didn't even like the top three. Like single player games are being played at an astronomical rate. Here's an article. Read, uh, that, here's an article that I read by Sony, and they said this: single player games have been at the center of the video game world ever since their creation. Although the industry, meaning like game developers, although they seem to focus on multiplayer titles. Most gamers still prefer enthralling single player experiences. Put a five in chat if that's you. They still prefer those experiences. Being able to get away from the world and get lost in a deep, story driven game is still most important to many gamers. I'm going to read that phrase one more time. Being able to get away from the world and lost in a deep, Story driven game is still important to most gamers. Hopefully, video game fans will see even more captivating single player games as they transition into the ninth console generation. This surprised me, to be honest. I, I, I've played single player games in my life. I'm mostly an FPS and MMORPG guy. And like I said, my life is heavily influenced by Twitch. But when I begin to realize that out of a 2.8 billion gamers, 140 million people watch Twitch, it doesn't really matter what the top directory of Twitch is because Twitch doesn't actually represent the gaming community as a whole. It surprised me to hear that most gamers to date are playing single player games. Now there's nothing wrong with single player games. I think all video game genres are great. RTSs are awesome, FPSs, MOBAs, single player games, action RPGs, RPGs, and probably a ton that even I don't even know about. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with playing single player games. What I wanna talk to you about today is that even though there's nothing wrong with playing single player games, there is something wrong with living a single player life. There is something wrong with living a single player life. You and I were not created to do life by ourselves. We were not created to be in single player mode. Even though it's clearly most people's favorite genre, it does not work for our day to day lives. We were created to be in a relationship with one another and not just this kind of foreign, distant relationship where, oh, I have a lot of people on my friends list, but I don't actually have any friends. I'm talking about deep, intimate connection with other Christ centered, godly people who could be a good influence in your life. And so today, I want to bring a message that I've entitled, Life is a multiplayer and really talking under the subject about the cure for loneliness. And what I want to do is I want to read a passage to you from the Bible. This is Acts chapter 2. And in Acts chapter 2, really what we see is that they're really laying down the foundation for how God intended church to be. Like what he wanted church to be like. If you've been following our church the entire time, you've probably heard me read this passage 800 times because I love it. Because we should always be going back to what does God want for the church? We can always be trying to like innovate and do something new, and the world's never seen it, right? That's cool, and that's why I've been invited to speak at this conference, because we are doing something the world's never seen. But in an attempt to always do something new, God forbid the day we forget the things that are old that still work. There are things that God's like, it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. Like, this is what I wanted the church to be like. You gotta modernize it, you gotta make it work for the world today but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> and so what I'm going to read is God's original intention for what church is supposed to be like under this topic, life is a multiplayer. Acts 2, it's going to be on the screen. Read it with me. It says they devoted themselves. Devoted themselves. Not a casual kind of thing. They were committed. They were committed, committed to all the things we're going to read here. They were committed themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, which is the gathering together. The breaking of bread into prayer, that can be translated as either communion or just actually sitting down and having food together, spending time together, praying together. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs and miracles performed by the apostles. God wants miracles to still be happening in church today. We don't need to get rid of the old. The old still works. All the believers were together. You're going to see that word and the theme many times in this passage all the believers they were together and had everything in common they didn't vote for the same person but they had the most important thing in common which is Jesus they sold property and they had possessions and they, they just gave to those who had need they were just generous towards each other but look at this one in verse 46 every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts you're going to see that word together several times like i said every day they continued to meet together. They lived life like a multiplayer. They were together, engaging in a relationship together, not just in a single player, but in a multiplayer. And they met together in the temple courts, and they broke bread. They ate meals in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts and praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And because they were devoted to doing all those things The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. When we see God's original design for what church is supposed to be like, we cannot miss the word together. It's in that passage many times. And it says, daily they continued to meet together. They were living life inside of community. They were living life like a multiplayer. Again, it's okay to play single-player games, but it's not okay to live a single-player life, to be isolated, ostracized from the world all around you. And people experienced a lot of this in 2020, but gamers haven't experienced this for way before COVID ever hit the scene. Gamers, like myself, grew up most of our lives. I didn't really fit in in my high school. Playing World of Warcraft was not popular back then, And there was literally a table. I'm not exaggerating. There was a table in our cafeteria where I grew up in Massachusetts where the gamer nerds sat. I'm not exaggerating. Like, it was a table where all the weird, nerdy gamers sat, the Dungeons and Dragons players, the World of Warcraft people. It was that table. And if you went to that table, like, you weren't allowed to go back to the other tables. I know that sounds, but like, I'm being dead, like, that's how it, Was and there was a table isolated for those people. And if I'm being honest, there were a lot of gamers like myself who were too ashamed to ever go over to that table because I didn't want to be ostracized from the rest of the people in my school. And I wasn't even part of the cool crowd, but I I, I at least wanted to be able to sit at different tables. Like, I was like, I don't need to be super cool and popular, but I at least don't want to be at that table because the way people look at that table, I was too afraid. Now here I am, 30 years old, wishing I had gone outside of that table. But it's a real reality that many gamers, maybe that's not your story, but it's a real reality that sometimes in the world we live, maybe you don't feel like when you use words like kappa in public, people don't know what the heck you're talking about. (laughs) Maybe when you spend so much time on your Twitch, Twitch, there are people that you feel like they just can't relate. And maybe there have been moments in your life where you're struggling, and maybe you're not living up to what you thought you would as a father. Maybe you're not providing for your family the way that you thought you would. Maybe you're not the kind of person that you thought you would be. And so because of that, just like the Sony article read, you're choosing to get lost in a deep, story-driven game. Because maybe for you, the virtual world's a lot easier than your actual world. And so you escape, and you just turn on that single-player game. Because if I keep playing single-player games and keep living a single-player life, then I can have tons of issues that nobody else needs to know about. And for whatever reason it might be, for a long time, many of us as gamers, including myself from time to time in my life, we've chosen to live a single-player life, ostracized from other people. And even when we do get in front of people, we're not willing to be honest. I mean, this happens at church all the time. Broken people like myself walk into church, and they get asked, hey, how are you? God's good. And then ask you how God was doing. <laughs> I asked you how you're doing. And at times we come into church and we just pretend, hey, eh? like everything is okay. Like my week was perfect. My children behave 100% of the time. Like my wife and I never argue. Like my, my finances are perfectly in order. And everything in my life is completely fine. But if we'll be honest, for most of us, that's not normally the reality. It might be the storyline of the game that you're playing, but it might not be your reality. And we, at times, we feel isolated because we're living life opposite of the way God has designed it. Let me share a principle with you. Life is better when you listen to God. I, I want to promise you that. Life is better when you listen to God. God. God is not going to force his standards on you, but God sits on a throne in heaven and sees things from a different perspective. He lives outside of time. He is the creator. He is God. He's been around longer than you and I, and he, he knows better. So when he says, hey, do life together, I promise you it's better, it would be to our benefit to listen. It would be to our benefit to say, you know what, God? It is easier for me to just live a single-player life It is hard work to build relationships. It does take intentionality. But if I would listen to God, my life would actually be better. And God has designed it for you and I to actually be together, to live inside of community. Because inside of community, not only do we find healing, not only do we find freedom and be able to have joy with one another, but we discover who you are when you're together. Like, I'll be honest, one of the most commonly asked questions that I get is, God, what is your purpose for my life? Some of you might not know, but on my Twitch channel, Suzy Live, every Friday at three o'clock, I do something called Real Talk, where I kind of pause the video games, and I literally just let people ask me any and all questions they want, about faith, relationships, about the Bible, and the most common question I always get is, God, how do I discover my purpose for my life? Or, God, how do I know what your will is? Or, God... What was I put here to do? What's my assignment? Whatever it might be. And although I do believe every single one of you was born on purpose, with a purpose, that God has an assignment. God has an assignment for every single one of us. I believe that. Your assignment might be different than mine, might be be different than yours, and that's okay. I believe we all have an assignment. But I think sometimes we get caught up too much on, God, what you want me to do, and not enough on, God, who do you want me to be? And so, for me, honestly, when answering the question, God, what's your purpose for my life? I believe, first and foremost, God's purpose is for you to be together. For you to be together. And I think Jesus answered it just like this. Read this with me. This is one of the best responses I think Jesus ever gave. Mark 12, verse 30 to 31, the Pharisees and a bunch of people, they're trying to trap Jesus. They're trying to say, hey, do you know the law? Jesus, are you as smart as you as you claim to be? And they ask him, from the Old Testament, What's the greatest commandment? And of all 10 of them. What's the greatest commandment of law that God ever gave? And look at his response. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this. Other translation would say equal to it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And there is no commandment. Now notice, not commandments, not plural singular there is no commandment greater than these Jesus when asked the question what's the most important thing that God wants me to do he wants me to be with God he wants me to be with people he wants me to be with God love him and be with people and love them and be with them but he wants you to be in relation to people in the same way that he meant be in relation to God. Jesus isn't saying here, I want you to just know that God exists. He's not just saying, I just want you to be aware and be an acquaintance with God. He's at a distance, and he's in heaven, you're on earth. No, no, he's, I want you to have intimate relationship with God. The way that you share your struggles and your burdens with God, and you're open and honest and vulnerable with God, then Jesus says, now I want you to love people. And I want you to take that same form of intimate relationship that you can have with God, I want you to translate that into having that with people. Now, people are our Savior. There's a different role in the two relationships. But Jesus is saying, what's one of the most important things you need to do? You need to be with God, you need to be with people. But in the same way where I don't just want you to be an acquaintance to God, I don't just want you to be an acquaintance with people. I want you to have real, deep, Trusting relationship. Jesus is saying, I want you to have more than just a friends list. I want you to have more than just a bunch of steam friends that you haven't talked to in so long. You forget where you even met that person, and every now and then you play with them, but the only topic of conversation is, did you read the latest patch notes? Those are great. Nothing wrong with those things. But if those are the only type of relationships that you have, you will never be achieving God's purpose for your life if you're never going to the intimate state of relationships where you're being vulnerable and being willing to be honest with a small group of people, you know what? I don't have my life all together. Like I'm kind of broken. Like every now and then I stumble and fall and nobody knows because I keep on living a single-player lifestyle. See, there's vulnerability when you play multiplayers because at the end of the game, everyone gets to see your KDA. Everyone gets to see it. There's vulnerability, because if you straight up potatoed all game long, your whole team's going to know about it. (laughs) But if you also went 17-2, and your whole team also gets to know. They get to see your wins and your losses. But even people that are really good, even they have bad games too. Even they have bad games too. But some people, because they don't want to reveal their KDA to the world, they just keep playing a, living a single-player lifestyle. It'd be easier for me to just play a single-player game than to play the new split gate and to go 7 and 15 in front of everybody. So I'm just going to keep on playing single-player games. But can I promise you, you'll never live life to the fullest. You keep doing life by yourself. We we were created to live life inside of community. And this is why I believe right now, and research is showing that loneliness is at an all-time high. Loneliness right now is at an all-time high in the world. But if I'm being honest, I think the rest of the world is experiencing what many gamers have already been experiencing for a long time. For a long time. Read what research is showing us now about loneliness. The former surgeon, Dr. Vivek Murthy, was the first to call loneliness an epidemic. Murthy has shown that loneliness causes an insidious type of stress that leads to chronic inflammation and an increased risk of heart disease, arthritis, and diabetes. Check this statement right here. Loneliness has the same effect on the mortality rate as people who smoke 15 cigarettes a day. 15 cigarettes a day. I'm going to read that statement one more time because I really need you to let it sing. Loneliness has the same effect on the mortality rate as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. For years and years and years, we've seen campaigns, stop smoking, it's bad for you. Well, here's my campaign, stop being alone, it's bad for you. You don't have to live life like a single player game. God is calling us to be together, in community, in real vulnerable relationship where it's okay that I don't have it all together. It's okay that my life's not perfect because when I'm sharing my brokenness with someone else, guess what? They're broken too. We just sin differently than each other. We're just broken differently than each other. And I promise you, if you keep living a single-player life, you will never experience God's purpose for you. You know, one of the most viewed and watched shows of all time? You know what, actually I want you to guess. Let me know in the chat. What do you think one of the most viewed shows of all time is? I I had my answers before I started looking it up, and there's many, but let me know. What do you think one of the most watched shows of all time is? I wanna know, we got some people guessing in the chat. Oh my goodness, that's actually insane. The first three people actually guessed it right. That is actually crazy. I mean, there are many. It's not the number one watched show of all time but one of the most popular shows of all time. So many of you are saying Friends. Uh, double-dub said Seinfeld, which is really like a, almost another Friends. But the point that I want to prove to you here is that one of the most watched shows of all time is a show about what you and I need in our everyday lives. Friends. Friends, did you know that show came out in 1994? Here we are almost 20 years later. Did you know that that show still gets so many daily reruns that the creators make a billion dollars a year? A billion dollars a year. Each one of these actors, they make 2% of the proceeds, $20 million a year per person off reruns. Why are so many people still watching this show? Because the show was what you and I's heart longs for most aside from our relationship with God. Friends, people who really know each other, people who really love each other. And did you also know that just last year, well, actually just this year, 2021, they did something they have wanted people to do for years, years and years and years. By the way, don't get motion sickness while they're fixing the camera, you know what I'm saying? Don't get too crazy. <laughs> they brought back something people have been asking for for years, a friend's reunion. And for years and years and years, if you guys don't know, the director of the show, they were adamant about, no, we will never bring anything Friends-related back because they will never, like, we got so high, it's only down from here. (laughs) Like, that is actually what the director said. We will never do anything. We're not bringing back a new season. We're not making a movie. We're not doing anything. But finally, earlier this year, and they started planning in 2021, that they would bring back a Friends reunion. But here's why after all that time they did it. After all the 20 years where they could have done this, they decided to do it in 2021. Why? Because after 2020, everyone knew, let's give the world what they really need. They need friends. They need friends. After a really dark, long year, what do people need? They just need friends. And no, they didn't make a movie. We'll throw that picture up. No, they didn't They didn't even add new content. They just showed people together on a couch. That was the whole thing. They got to revisit the set, and they just got six people together on a couch. And millions of people watched, including myself. Millions of people were just drawn to the idea of after an entire year of loneliness, people just sitting on a couch. We don't need explosions. We don't need high-level acting. We don't even need dramatic music. Just put six people on a couch, and I'll give you $15, HBO Max. Why? Because the director's new. They don't even need new content. They just need friends. Can I tell you, with loneliness at an all-time high, you need friends. Now, I didn't say you need a friends list. You've, You've already got one of those with hundreds of friends. My friends list are maxed out. You've maybe got friends that you can't, you can't even add anymore. But how can I have so many friends that still be so lonely? How can I have five different platforms full of friends but still be so lonely? Because my question is, have you actually allowed those relationships to go to a deeper level than just, hey, did you read the latest patch notes? Hey, did you hear about the new beta that's coming out? Hey, did you hear about the new ex-defiant? That's literally live right now, but I can't play it on my stream due to NDA. Like, did, did you hear about these things? And Those are great conversations. But those conversations never leave to you being fulfilled. And they were never God's intention. We were created to be together. From the very beginning of the Bible, God said it is not good for a man to be alone. And here's the deal. The world is finally learning what God knew all along. The world's finally learning what God knew all along. I told you, life's better when you just listen to God. Today, they're finding out, man, people are dying from all the things related to loneliness as people who smoke 15 cigarettes a day. Man, for years, we've been telling people, don't smoke cigarettes. But I think we need to start telling people, don't be alone. Get surrounded by people who love you, who care about you, and be honest and vulnerable. But I also understand, that's easier said than done. Not even just opening up and sharing, like, where are the people at? Like, how do I, how do I, how do I get people to actually be around? And, and here's, here's our commitment to you. We've already started conversations as a lead team about really getting serious, about creating opportunities for you as a part of our community to find real practical ways to just be together, engaging with each other, being discipled and even having conversations that are not spiritual. Just being together, being around people. We need to bring a solution to loneliness. We need to give people opportunity to be together in real, tangible ways, on a frequent basis. We read in Acts 2, they, commit, they continue to meet together daily. Church has become, I'm going to go to the service, I'm going to watch it, I'm going to say amen, and then if you're in person, right, you're driving out of of the parking lot, or if you're online, you're exiting out and going back to playing what is probably, according to stats, a single-player game. That's not what God designed it to be. Things are better if we just listen to God. He has created you and I to be together. And our commitment to you as a church is we're getting real serious about creating opportunities for you to find friendship, for you to actually be together and putting real systems and structures in place that actually make that easy for you to do. But when we do that, it will be up to you to take advantage of it. When we've created those things, it will be up to you to take advantage of it. For many, many years, we've been talking about joining an experience group, but it's up to you to actually get involved. It's up to you to actually decide, you know what, today is the day that I'm going to stop living life by myself. Today is the day that I make a choice. And as I begin to wrap up my message, I want to read one more scripture to you. Deuteronomy 30, 19. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you. And here's God laying down two options before people. I set before you life and death. One choice is obviously good. One choice is obviously bad. But then here's the great thing about God. He gives you the answer to the test. Multiple choice here. Two options. Life or death. Choose life. Hey, this just gave you a test. There's two answers. You get a 50% chance of getting this right. Pick death or pick life. I would pick life. Look what he says. I set before you life and death. Now choose life. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. And here's what I want some of you to catch today. It's time that you make a choice to stop living life alone. We can create all kinds of systems. We can have everything available at your fingertips for you to enjoy deep, life-giving community, but it requires you to make a choice. That you're saying, you know what, God? It's time I start listening to you. The research is out there. The loneliness is in my heart, and people and community are available. I need to make a choice to be around people. So today, I I challenge you in Jesus' name to choose to jump in the Discord call at the church today. You hear it every week. Church isn't just a service. It's a community of people learning to love God and one another. But then what do we do when service is over? We hit the X button. <laughs> and we go, yeah, I'm gonna get back to that. According to stats, what most of us are probably playing a single player game. I understand some of you, you might be nervous. The reality is, I know that even an online church, well, these are internet strangers. Everybody in your life was a stranger until they weren't. Everybody you've ever met was a stranger until they weren't. Until they weren't. We're not asking for your social security number. We're not asking you to even turn on your camera, reveal your face. you messy. Your room might be messy. I totally get that. Will you just come and just, and just listen? Just be a part. Take a, take a next step. Make a choice. I'm a little intimidated. Maybe I don't thrive too much in social uh, social groups that there might be. Make a choice. I won't live life alone in, anymore. Today, it's up to you. I put before you loneliness or togetherness. I would choose togetherness. God said I put before you life or death. Choose life. So I challenge you today to choose at the church to jump into Discord. I challenge you throughout the week to choose to jump into a voice room that nobody's in. I challenge you that on a Thursday night when you're like, man, I'm out here all alone. I wish somebody was in a voice chat I can hang out with. There are other people wishing the same thing, waiting for the first person to join a room. We've seen it before. Sometimes all it takes is one person being willing to choose. I'm going to jump into a voice room. And even if nobody joins me, I would have been sitting by myself anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Even if nobody joins, it's no different than if I hadn't joined the call at all. But what if somebody does? And we've seen it. One person joins, a few minutes later, another joins, then another joins, and before you know it, you get got party. After SquadCon, I think it was like one person that jumped into a call, someone else jumped in. Before you know it, we were, for three hours, we had like 37 people just hanging out. 37 might be exaggeration; It was like 20 plus because we had too many people to play the game we were playing. Too many people, but all it took was someone who's like, I'm gonna make a choice to jump into a voice call that nobody else is in. And if we could create a culture of doing that, I promise you, you'd begin to see people in the Discord popping left and right, experiencing community, having relationship, and just getting to know one another, maybe for the first time. I challenge you to choose to take advantage of the roles that allows you to see who plays the same game as you. We've got a picture on screen. Some of you don't know how this works, but when you go into our Discord, in the roles category, there are all these different games that people play. And you can see at the bottom of the screen that there are all those icons and all the people that actually play the game have clicked on these icons. But if I'll be honest, the people that have actually done this is a very small percentage of the people actually in our community. And so what this does, when you click that role, what it does is it actually reveals to you a bunch of magical secret hidden rooms that you've never seen of channels that involve that game. So if you play Destiny, when you go into roles and you click that button, all of a sudden a bunch of Destiny rooms just appear out of nowhere. It's like magic. A manager set it up. And then all of a sudden you see, oh, there's people talking about Destiny. And there's people like getting together and playing. I, just, I didn't even know this was here. I challenge you, choose to take advantage of it. Many of us sit in our rooms went, man, I wish there was people that played the same game. They're there. You have to choose to take advantage of it. I challenge you today to choose to step out of your comfort zone. And I challenge you today to choose to be vulnerable. Because you can be in a hangout after church every week and never get past, did you read the patch notes? Now I'll be honest, maybe after church on a Saturday every single week might not be the place for you to spill your beans. But you need a place to do that. Which is why, lastly, I challenge you to choose. And if you take one thing away from this entire message, join an experience group. If, it, if you just ignore me for the past 20 minutes, hear this. Join an experience group. Today, not tomorrow, not next Thursday, I want you to make a point that today, I'm going to choose to join an experience group. Experience groups are groups of about 10 people that gather together just once a week to laugh together, get to know one another, pray for each other, be vulnerable and honest. They're building relationship, and then they study the Bible together. And they're growing spiritually, but they're doing it together. Faith is not meant to be a single-player experience. It is meant to be a multiplayer. And these 10 people, guess what? They were strangers until they weren't. They were strangers until they weren't. They made a choice. I'm not going to do life by myself anymore. And every week, we have over 150 people meeting every week in about 15 different experience groups of people just doing life together. And they don't just talk for that one hour. They're messaging throughout the week, playing games together, letting people know, hey, I got a job interview. You would pray for me. I've heard stories of people literally like, hey, I know we don't have group tonight, but do a few of you just want to jump on a voice call and hang out? And just... Be friends. They weren't even studying the Bible. They were just being together. And I want to challenge you. We're going to to put it up on the screen because I want you to see it and I want you to catch it. Today is the day. Today's the day you sign up for an experience group. Today's the day. Today's the day where you make a choice. If we could, I don't care, do it a hundred times. Spam the link in the chat. Today's the day you're you're, you're going to get serious. You don't even need to pray about it. God already gave you the answer. Be together. God, should I join an experience group? Well, I told you to be together from the very, very beginning of the Bible. So I would say probably yes. I know that many of you, you attend your own local church, and and you just love watching our service on Saturdays. If you have small groups in your area, join a small group. Join a small group. No matter who you are, if you're alive and breathing, if you can hear me, you need to be in community with other people. You will never thrive. You will always be in survival mode, lonely, but you will never thrive. And I want to encourage you, this form will take you 36 seconds to fill out. 36 seconds that could change the rest of your life. If you walk away with anything from today, fill this out. And one of our leaders, Pastor TJ, when he gets back from vacation next week, he will respond to you, and he will get you plugged into a group And we want to do our best to get one that works for your time schedule. We have male-only groups, female-only groups. We have teenager groups. We want to do our best to create opportunity for you to experience togetherness. Because that's how you were created. And I promise you, small groups and experience groups are so vital for you to have a place where you can learn to trust people. You are not going to know all 4,000 people in our Discord. You never will. That's okay. But will you know nine? Will you just do life with nine other people every week? Being vulnerable. Choosing to step out of your comfort zone. Show up for the first week. If you don't even say a word, go listen. Keep your camera off for the first week. But then as you're learning to trust the people, everybody's a stranger until they're not. You're like, oh, okay, these people aren't just crazy internet trolls. They're actually great Christ-like people who want to uplift me and encourage me. You know what? This week I'm going to ask a question. This week I'm going to actually say something. This week I'm going to be vulnerable and grow and be stretched. Because I want to encourage you, when you experience groups, you experience life. When you experience groups, you experience life the way that God had intended it. Because you were not created to live life alone. There's nothing wrong with playing single-player games, but there is something wrong with living a single-player life. And so my prayer is that literally right now you're actually half listening to me because you're filling out that form. Like, that's my prayer. Because I know if you wait till the service, you're going to forget. My prayer is right now, like, you, you may be on mobile. The message is over. Go fill it out. I'm about to pray. God can bless you even if you ain't listened to the prayer. Go fill out the form. Get in an experience group. And then join us at Discord after service. You might be busy at the church. That's totally cool. Experience groups are happening throughout the week. Discord's available throughout the week. My hope for you is today, you make a choice. You make a choice. I'm not living life by myself anymore. I'm not doing it. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. I've been living a single-player life, and I feel lonely. Well, because it doesn't work doesn't work. So if I want different results, I have to make a different choice. Today I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm going to join an experience group. I'm going to grow and be surrounded by some people that, as of right now, they might be a stranger, but they're only a stranger until they are. They're a stranger until you choose for them not to be a stranger. And so my prayer is, everybody, every single living, breathing human, you need to be in close-knit, deep relationship with other people. Jesus said, before I even tell you what I want you to do, I want you to I want you to know who I want you to be, and I want you to be with God, and I want you to be with people, because when you experience groups, you experience life. And so my prayer is today that you'll make a choice. I don't need to live alone anymore, because life is better together me pray with you God we just ask right now for our church for all of us to make a decision today that I'm not living life alone anymore I'm not living life alone anymore today God I want to begin and experience relationship with people God we need you to have salvation and fulfillment and hope but God we need people to live life to the fullest God, they are the other half of the promise of what Jesus wanted for us to live life and life to the fullest. Jesus, you didn't just want us to reconnect us back to you. You wanted to reconnect us back to each other, to have relationship with one another. So God, I just pray right now for those that have been on the fence about making a new choice so they don't have to be so lonely anymore. I pray, God, that they would make a decision today to get involved, be involved in our community to join Discord after church, to join Discord throughout the week, to play games with people. But honestly, most importantly, to God, to join an experience group. I pray that you would put it on the heart of every person to join a group where they can be in consistent, frequent, life-giving relationship, to have a support system where people are checking up on one another, praying for one another, and being honest with one another. I pray that, God, for those that have been for years feeling a deep sense of loneliness, I pray right now holy spirit that you would comfort them but god i think sometimes when we pray for loneliness i think sometimes we pray god that you would help us to stop feeling lonely but we don't pray that we would stop doing the things that actually make us lonely and so god here's the deal i don't just want you to help people to stop feeling lonely i want you to help people put action steps in place so they stop actually being lonely god help us to put steps in place so that we're not just changing our feelings, we're actually changing our lives. God, I don't want to get to things that just the, the symptom. Well, I feel lonely because, God, let's not just remove the loneliness. Let's just let's remove the lifestyle choices that lead to the feeling of loneliness. God, for those that feel they've been abandoned, may they know that they may have been hurt and abandoned by other people in the past. But that doesn't mean that everyone wants to abandon them. God, some people I know today are, are feeling lonely because they've been. They've been hurt so many times, they're afraid to try relationships again. I pray for those people. You would comfort their heart, awaken their soul to know just because it happened then doesn't mean it will happen now. I pray you give people, God, the courage to try again. I pray you give people the courage to take a step of faith and say, I'm not living life alone. My past experiences does not need to determine my future life. And so God, I pray for every person that's feeling lonely. I pray today God, healing over their lives. I pray comfort over their lives. I pray joy in their lives. But I also pray that God, you would help them to put action steps in place that will help be the cure for loneliness. And God, we know through your word that the cure for loneliness it's togetherness In deep, honest relationship I pray that right now People are filling out experience group to Stop living life alone And I pray in Jesus' name That you would help our church to To love one another To serve one another And that even as we grow bigger May it also feel smaller Because we're tight-knit with a small group of people Draw our people together We pray, Lord In Jesus' name Amen and friends, today you've heard me talk a lot about having relationships with other people being so important, and it is. But the most important relationship you will ever have in your life is your relationship with God. And for some of you, maybe that's where you start. Maybe that's where you start. By saying, you know what, God, I've, I've never had a relationship with you. I've never said yes to becoming a follower of Jesus. And you'll acknowledge the truth that God sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us. He came to this earth. He came to where we are to be together with us. He lived a perfect life, but then he died on the cross to pay the price for our sins. And three days later, he rose from the grave showcasing that He is God, and that He is good, and that He has desired to invite you into His relationship. And I promise you, if you're feeling that sense of loneliness, first it starts with joining the family of God. It starts with joining relationship with Jesus. And I want to encourage you today, if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, that's where you start. That's where you start. And if you've never made a decision to follow Christ, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me as you are making a decision to say yes to follow Jesus. If that's you, pray this with me. God, I thank you that you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for me. And God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins and to be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, God, that you've invited me to be in relationship with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, will you put your hands together and put some hype in the chat to celebrate those that are saying yes to Jesus? Praise God.
1: Hey, if you just accepted Jesus Christ right now, that's absolutely amazing. It's the most important decision that you will ever make in your entire life. And I wanna congratulate you and I want you to do something brave and bold right now. I have my phone out in front of me. I'm seeing things about the experience groups right now, but I also want to see something else in the chat as well. If you just made a first time decision to create a relationship with Jesus Christ and you prayed that prayer, I want you to do something brave and bold and put a yes in the chat. We wanna see who you are. We wanna celebrate with you. want To congratulate you for making that decision because it's the biggest decision that you could ever make in your entire life. We have people saying yes right now in the chat, which is absolutely amazing. And not only that, the other thing that I thought was amazing is as I was going through, I was just we got a couple of people saying yes. Hallelujah! That's absolutely amazing. We want to congratulate you guys, it's absolutely amazing. And something else I was seeing, I've seen I was just seeing people who were signing up for experience groups. We had one person who went into the experience groups forms, and the first time she went through it, she got an error. But you know what? She went back in. She said, the enemy's not stopping me. I'm getting an experience an experience group this week. And she was able to get that form. in. maybe there's just too many people signing up. And maybe that's why there's an error. We broke the internet. It's okay. It's okay. It happens, guys. But this is the reason why we do everything here at God Squad Church. We keep seeing people who are giving their lives to Jesus Christ. We have people who are creating relationships with each other and getting in experience groups. And it's because of your faithfulness and generosity we're able to do this. But I want to read you guys a verse real quick. It comes from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. And it says this It says, Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first fruit, uh, from the first of all of your produce. Something that we do, and something, something I think that I do, and maybe we all do, is we give God our leftovers a lot of times. But God's not asking for our leftovers, He's asking for a sacrifice. You know, we're seeing here, we got experience groups and people are joining these things and we wanna continue growing. We wanna continue having more and more people coming to know Jesus Christ. And if we are giving, we're able to see that you can give something to help somebody else come to know Jesus Christ. That because of what you gave, somebody is able to go out there and be able to reach that person and it's because of you. Sacrifice, listen, it's painful. It's painful. You might be sitting there and you're like, I don't know about this amount. It's it's a little bit too high for me. But let me tell you, the sacrifice is worth it. God has told you when we sacrifice for him, when we sacrifice for the Lord, he will bless you. But You are going to see that blessings as well in other people's lives as well. So hey, I, I want, it, maybe this is your first time watching, or maybe this is the first time you would like to give to God Squad Church. I want you to know there are multiple safe and secure ways you can give. You can go into the panels below and click on the give link. You can also go to our website and set up reoccurring giving, whether it's weekly or monthly, or maybe even a one-time donation. And then finally, you can also use text to give by texting any amount to number 84321. super easy. But once again, thank you for your faithfulness and generosity. And remember, every penny counts.